Hello and welcome to pod number five from Bandy and Shinty. Thanks for joining us. We'll be honest, we're recording this having just returned from the Cardiff game, so we're all feeling a bit fed up. But some good news, and one of the main reasons we're here this time, with a slightly shorter pod than normal, our friends at Nottingham Forest have given us a fantastic retro shirt from the 88-89 season to give away as a competition prize. Now keep listening to find out how to enter. But first, let's hear from the Glums post-match. Gents, who wants to start? Steve, you said we were out Warnocked by Warnock. I'm not out Warnocked, we just were Warnocked at the end of the day. You know, this is a guy that by his nature he seeks to disrupt the game, not let the play flow, and he did exactly that. Every opportunity, even at nil-nil, they were time-wasting, people falling in a heap on the floor, just trying to break up any sort of momentum that Forrest got which granted wasn't a huge amount anyway. Um, it wasn't a good day for Forrest. But on the the odd occasion where we did sort of get a little tiny bit of momentum built up, there was always something to stop the game again. And, you know, you don't want that to sound whiny and like you're bemoaning Warnock rather than, than what Forrest did, because Forrest didn't do enough at the end of the day. But a really miserable way of playing football. And that's just what Warnock is. You know, they're a big physical team that falls over very easily and wastes a lot of time doesn't really play a lot of football and and relies largely on turning it into a a game of set pieces they they were so good at disrupting the play that a small part of me just admired how effectively they they executed the perfect warnock plan i think just a few too many players just had an off day really had an off day we didn't have enough in the uh, in the tank to uh, get things going at all and part of that's down to Warnock's tactics and part of that is I guess our own uh, doing in some ways it, it sounded on the radio it sounded like um, the, the crowd were getting a little bit restless they are to a certain degree when we're not winning but as we've said before this is the Warburton way you, you've got to get on board We've had, obviously, a few odd results, a few really disappointing results in recent weeks. Uh, the Reading away was a particular a low point, I think. But um, today was one of those days. We haven't really played that as bad as, as I thought we did today. It was the first time where it wasn't really working or getting anything going at all. So it, it, it's easy to sort of come away thinking, oh, we need to change this, we need to do that, we need to do that. But it's interesting to think back to the Norwich game, which... I think there was some some really good things to come out of that Norwich game. It, it wasn't a it, it was a gritty, scrappy win, which uh, earlier in the season I think we certainly would have lost. We're not quite ready to take on big boys like Neil Warnock's Cardiff, but we can. We have shown that we can take on to a degree uh, medium teams or mid-table teams like Norwich who come to disrupt us and play a game, and we can we can match them for that. But perhaps today was a step too far. What brings frustration into into it for people is is this stop start nature of things that there's no momentum at the moment in terms of results so it is frustrating because you know by nature you you win a game and you feel that you know maybe this is a corner turned maybe we're now seeing the progress and then you lose the next game and you know you're wondering which way it's going are we on a positive journey or are we actually just not getting going at all and are we not able to sort of continue that that development was today the day when you could take your family with you for a, for a quid? Was that the promotion today? It was kids for a quid today, yes. So if people turning up maybe for, for the first time in ages and they saw that, that game, do you think what do you think their reaction would have been to it? Such a good question. I might need to have a think about it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think it's very hard to come away from that thinking, you know, I'm full of the joys of football. Hey, what I've heard less of recently has kind of dropped off the agenda is Jordan Smith's distribution, uh, which is a really pleasing thing because yeah, obviously he got a few brick bats earlier in the season. But I, I thought it was intelligent distribution today. I think he's, he's using a variety of times. He still always wants to play it out. 
But I, I think I've experienced fewer heart palpitations over the last three or four weeks as a direct result of, of distribution from the back. I think there's a really, I know we've conceded two today and, and, and we still keep conceding, but I, I, can, I think there's starting something to start to grow between this, between Smith, Mancien and Worrell. Worrell's very much now used to bringing it out from the back and of course he's only 20 he's not going to make all the right decisions uh, at this time but uh, if, there, if there is a positive takeaway from today I think we're starting to see perhaps some sort of green shoots of a, a settled defensive unit which is really starting to embrace the way that they've been asked to play I'm loath to say anything at the moment about because it's, it's on the aftermath of the grimmest home performance of the season which I don't think was in any way shape or form representative of the other home games I think it's a combination of kickoff time weather and most specifically a Warnock side that it all just kind of goes out the window a little bit you know I've seen more interesting and more compelling and more telling things about Forest over the previous eight games be they defeats or or victories today was just a, a case of, of Forest being done as they invariably are when he comes to the city ground by a more cynical more streetwise frankly more intelligent team who probably in terms of their sense of identity and their philosophy if you want to call it that are further down the line than we are at the moment with that it's very much better than you see something with Warburton for example where it's very organic and it takes time and we're still after the games he had at the end of last season and the ones that we've had at the start we're still you get the sense nowhere near what we could be given time and, and given resource and given personnel with Warnock I think it is just kind of a flick of a switch thing he is one of those managers who can arrive on a training ground one day and within a week or two you're following his methods you're doing the dark arts the little tricks um and they work they've always worked at this level so if i'm being quiet it's because i've still got the cardiff game fresh in my mind and i'm really kind of loath to to use that as any kind of comment on forest over the past month or so because there's been some really really encouraging stuff Dave was very excited this week because Dave has managed to get hold of a very, very exclusive and rare shirt. Is that correct, Dave? Uh, yeah, it's it's, um, it's a very so it's a remake, obviously, of a classic uh, Nottingham Forest uh, shirt from uh, the League Cup final uh, when they uh, came through and uh, beat Luton Town, the mighty Luton Town, three-one. A glorious day all around, and, and and obviously what Forest have done in conjunction with Copper is to uh, produce a reboot, I guess, of this shirt. But I've got the box in front of me now. I'm just going to open, prize it open a small little bit, and you can see the uh, glorious uh, light emanating from this shirt. It smells like, of quality. Uh, smells like quality. It feels like quality as well. <laughs> We've got the beautiful sponsor on the front, Shipstone's, not just beers, but Shipstone's fine beers we've got uh, we've got a picture a little tag there of Stuart Pierce giving it their false Trent and salute I, I mean I don't know about for you chaps but this just even the look of this shirt brings back some nostalgic feelings and, and why why particularly have they done that one then um, it's uh, it's a it's a number one it's a classic shirt because it's got shipstones on the front as well it uh, speaks to the child within men of a certain age do these things become collectible over the years and this is going to be sort of thing that if you have in your collection it's going to be worth a bubble to in the future or is that not how it works possibly i think if you had the original of this shirt then that would be very much a collector's item so to reproduce this shirt certainly allows people to uh, uh in, in a way reclaim the shirt that perhaps when they were a kid their mum threw away you could get gainer put on the back oh that would be awesome <laughs> fabulous oh. contribution that tommy gainer made what a raking that. ball that was <laughs> to that 
particular <laughs> cup final. I had that shirt and I spilled blue paint on it. Oh. I was making a Spitfire when I was about eight years old. Spilled blue paint all over it. And um, when you open that box there, and I just wish the people listening to this could have shared in the profundity and emotion of that moment when you open that box. <laughs> if only we had one to give away. But we do. Thanks to our friends at Nottingham Forest Football Club, we do actually have one to give away. In a size of your choice. In a size of your choice. Supplies permitting. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so what, what do people need to do then to actually enter into our competition, Sean? They need to tell us in one tweet only why they deserve this shirt. <laughs> so yeah, it can be well, however you want to do it. It could make us laugh. It could make us cry. It could just be pure rampant desperation. It's entirely down to you, but tell us why you deserve this shirt. The tweet needs to include at Bandy and Shinty and hashtag NFFC. Sounds amazing. And the full terms and conditions can be found on the Bandy and Shindy website if you want to go and have a read. Six pages of tweets we've got here. Oh, okay. I'm not going to read them all out. I'm going to pick out a couple, and then what I'm going to do is I'm going to pass the pages on to Dave. One that I thought was particularly mundane was from Alan Parnham. If you listen really hard, by the way, you can hear the sound of a thousand pairs of headphones being pulled out at this exact moment. <laughs> at Parnham underscore Alan. Feels Starbuck at school handing out plastic footballs. That, my friends, is mundane. The other one I particularly liked was Matt Doherty. At Matt Dockers, walk past Danny Collins as his partner on Maid Marion Way. It doesn't get any better than that, does it? He didn't even interact with him and say hello. So sort of played Come some somber music in. <laughs> <laughs> so, friend of the pod, Steve Chettle, uh, Tom Evans, uh, tweeted in, he once pulled up alongside Steve Chettle in Dad's car on the outskirts of Nottingham. Mid-90s, I nodded. He nodded. It was a thing we had. Uh, and a, a gloriously mundane one uh, here as well from Russ at the Ruin. I recently saw Andy Reid scanning a multi-pack of crisps at the self-serve checkout in the co-op. Crazy times. This is just. <laughs> you enjoyed, I enjoyed it. Enjoyed it. Right. That's no sort of. That's no barometer of. That is well, no barometer. No. Okay. Keep them coming in. If you've got um, no, something exciting <laughs> to, to share, they, they just they, stop. They potentially work better on Twitter rather <laughs> than actually on a pod. It's so dumb. <laughs> We can't really not talk about some of your um, successes recently, gents, can we, really? The award nomination? Who wants to talk about that? We've been nominated by the FSF for the, the, the title of publication slash fanzine of the year. We've been shortlisted against five other publications. A Chester City one, Danny Rovers one that's won it for the last couple of years, famous Man United one, United We Stand, and the Gooner, which is obviously an Arsenal one. Square ball as well, the Leeds one, yeah. So forgettable, anything. (laughs) And the the ceremony, and it is a ceremony, is at the Tower of London on Monday the 4th of December. I remember seeing a hearing a journalist being interviewed, football journalist being interviewed, and him saying that with the emergence of the internet as a publishing platform, all kind of journalistic credentials and writing credibility had gone out the window and any could write anything and I remember being really inspired by that thinking I could be one of those <laughs> and then I found, it. I found three other ones <laughs> and between the four of us I'd just like um, to point out he's calling us 
No, he called us nerds. We've been quite lucky that we've uh, stumbled across um, and we've, we've sort of brought in a lot of favours from some very talented writers. Oh, absolutely. And there's, there's, there's many out there keep discovering uh, sort of uh, a few springing up. And, and if, you know, it's really lovely at this moment to be part of, uh, not just us, but beyond that, people being creative, involved in Nottingham Forest and putting their creativity to use and producing things. And I think that's the other thing that we've been fortunate with is, and I don't know whether this is the same for all clubs or not, because you tend to kind of look at your own setup and you think sometimes, oh, were we a bit moany or were we a bit this or were we a bit that compared to other clubs? I think what we've shown is just how strong that community is that is around Nottingham Forest. So it's not just writers that have, have come and joined in. We've got Hickling and Squires doing the printing. We've got, you know, legends of this club, really, who have opened their, their kind of arms to what we're trying to do. So I think the community aspect of this football club is really, really strong, which, you know, after some pretty tricky times and some pretty mundane at best seasons, that's quite impressive, really. But you remain independent. Absolutely, yeah. And I think that's important to us as well, even though we're getting the some recognition from within the club. And I think there are people within the club who enjoy what we do because they're, that, they're, you know, they're the sort of people that, that enjoy this type of thing. And in many ways, I think we're, we're perhaps not a, th- a threat to the club because we are, as David was saying, you know, we've come out of an act of love rather than an act of protest. Frankly, I don't think the club needs or wants any kind of fan groups fighting its battles or anything. But then equally, I've never felt personally, love Forrest a bit, so I wouldn't be doing this if I didn't, but I, I've never felt, as a, for want of a better phrase, as a paying customer in any way obliged to say things good, bad or indifferent about the club. I think it's it's a little bit dangerous in terms of if you do start, you know, building relationships and things and it all gets a little bit chummy, it kind of compromises what you can say. So that's why we, we hang on to our independence. And it's a bit like the Forza Garibaldi thing as well, where, you know, the, the club have kind of built a relationship there with Forza Garibaldi and are happy to support what they're trying to do. But what you don't want is the club trying to be Forza Garibaldi because the whole point of something like that is that it's coming from the fans and you know you don't want to get into this sort of club generated thing that you get kind of at Leicester City with your clappers and things like that you know it's about the fans actually organising themselves to generate atmosphere and to you do things for the club. You don't want advertising hoardings telling you to bounce. Absolutely. Because <laughs> imagine how utterly demeaning <laughs> that would be. It would be horrendous. That would it? be horrific, wouldn't it? As if you could look yourself in the eye, or dare I say, the eyes of a child, after being told to bounce electronically by a billboard. I'd do myself in. <laughs> and there you go. We said it would be short and sweet this time, and it was. Let's end with details of that competition again. Your chance to win that glorious Forest Retro football shirt. All you need to do is tweet us at Bandy and Chinsey why you think you're the most deserving of it. Your tweet needs to include hashtag NFFC. Full terms and conditions of the competition, including the closing date, can be found at bandyandchinsey.com. And good luck. Thanks again to Nottingham Forest for kindly donating that shirt and for supporting us local fans. That's it for now. We're all off to drown our sorrows. But for the time being, it's thanks to Phil Juggins, Steve Wright, Dave Marples, Sean Hockett, I'm John Anderson. Don't have nightmares and all the best. Listen to the band with the robot flow shit.